0: everyone. Welcome to The Mystic Show. Yes, it's a beautiful morning. It's almost a full moon. It's very close. Um, Either it just happened about six hours ago, or uh, it's going to happen in about six hours. It's very close to a full moon. Welcome to The Mystic Show. Our website is themysticshow.net. There's all kinds of information there, including all the previous shows. They're all archived, and you can browse through them, check out the topics. And this show is all about your spiritual journey. That's it. Nothing else. Now, there's plenty of shows in this world that will teach you how to build your business, will teach you how to communicate with others. We'll teach you uh, how to use technology, how to use your Twitter account, how to buy a new phone, and all this stuff is very good. And to complement all that, to balance all that, we have this show, which is really a conversation about spirituality, mindfulness. And really personal development Because we love spiritual topics We love abstract, esoteric topics Talking about the universe And energies And all these very cool things We love that But we need to do more than just talk about it We need to live it Each one of us And I believe you Right now are not only on the spiritual path, but I think you actually understand that you have to become a better version of yourself. You have to grow and evolve into something greater, something more divine. And that's what this show is all about. We had a great guest yesterday. Sandra Marie Humby From the UK She was actually here in the studio But she lives in the UK So if you haven't heard yesterday's show Check that one out That's really cool And today hopefully we're going to have Mystic Maria joining us In about 25 minutes So I want to ask you a question though First off Right off the bat Have you been to the website pauseyourlife.org? Pauseyourlife.org. Have you been there? Well, Pause Your Life organizes meetups and retreats that basically allow you to hit the pause button on your life. Did you ever feel like you needed a break? Like, life was just this merry-go-round, and you're you're the little kid on there, and you're saying, stop the ride, I want to get off. Of course, they never stop the ride, do they? Nope. But as adults, we can consciously make time for ourselves. And that's what people do. They, they attend a pause-your-life meetup or retreat. They turn off all their electronic gadgets and... They're just themselves for a short time, whether it's a few hours or a few days. And again, that helps towards balancing out the crazy, frantic lifestyle that we're living. So pauseyourlife.org, check it out. And they also have an email. You can sign up to receive your daily pause email. It's a quote you get in the email every morning. It's an inspirational quote, and it just gives you a reason to pause. I was just thinking on my way to the studio this morning, um, it's kind of, well, it's not very cool outside, but it's really almost like, I don't know, it's probably 65 degrees maybe. It's nice though, a little breeze, not cold at all, but it's not hot, obviously, not warm. And... It was just such a nice morning and I was like, man, what a it's kind of nice to be alive, huh? Kind of nice to be to be here, to be on the journey. Even though in my own life right now, I think I'm I think I'm going through one of those periods where like it's like a transition period and almost everything is transitioning at the same time. So, you know, within work, you know, all different aspects of your life, you know, personal, your hobbies, um, and mostly work, I guess. But, um, you know, everything is sort of changing and, you know, these big decisions have to be made. And, you know, at times it can be a little overwhelming. Um, but that's kind of the red flag that says, hey, relax. It's like, the universe saying, "Hey, relax. I got you covered." Cuz in deep down, I really don't think anything bad's going to happen. So so I'm just going to go with the flow and not try and push too hard. That's one thing that I've done throughout my life is you know, setting goals is great, but and and putting in effort towards achieving them is also very good. But if we push too hard and try to, you know, bend the universe to our liking or our way of thinking, that usually does not work. And I've found that out the hard way about 47,000 times. So now I'm, thankfully, able to just kind of relax a little bit. Okay, let's think about it. Let's talk about it. And whatever decision comes, it'll be good. So, anyway, that's a great, great time to uh, to have a little retreat with yourself too. Is when all a lot of different things are happening because kind of lets the the riffraff clear out of your mind and uh, helps us think a little more clearly. So, let's talk about. Byways of Blessedness, right? We've been reading this book by James Allen, the English mystic. We've been reading this book since this show started, which was, I think, September 9th. And today's October 18th. So that's what, a month and let's carry the four and uh, the minus, um, some months and 30, but uh, so it's maybe like 39, 40 days. Ooh, 40 days. Interesting. Anyhow, um, we started on September 9th with chapter one of Byways of Blessedness, and today we're going to finish with chapter 14. It's the last chapter, it's the shortest chapter, and we're going to read it today, and uh, I'm really happy to be um, concluding this great work. I mean, there's no other way to say it. This is a great work. And great in the the real meaning of the word, not the way we throw it around meaninglessly most of the time. This is a great work. I mean, and if you've heard any of it, you you understand that. And I'm very grateful to have works like this in my life, and I'm sure you're grateful for this too. I mean... Think about all the mystics and all the wisdom that's been gained by people and put into books and put into quotes. And there's just so much wisdom we can reflect on and look at and read and and think about and learn. I mean, how many times have you read a famous quote or heard a famous quote And just thought, wow, that is awesome. That is so true. And you actually learn something on the spot that helps you in your life. You know, makes you a better person. So, wow, we're very fortunate to have works like this. So, I think we should just get right into this chapter 14. Again, it's not very long. This is chapter 14. It's called Happy Endings right? Happy Endings, and it's from the book By Ways of Blessedness by James Allen. Life has many happy endings because it has much that is noble and pure and beautiful. Although there is much sin and ignorance in the world, many tears and much pain and sorrow, there is also much purity and knowledge, many smiles, and much healing and gladness. No pure thought, no unselfish deed can fall short of its felicitous result. And every such result is a happy consummation. A pleasant home is a happy ending. A successful life is a happy ending. A task well and faithfully done is a happy ending. To be surrounded by kind friends is a happy ending. A quarrel put away, grudges wiped out, unkind words confessed and forgiven, friend restored to friend. All these are happy endings. To find that which one has long and tediously sought, To be restored from tears to gladness. To awaken in the bright sunlight out of the painful nightmare of sin. To strike, after much searching, the heavenly way in life. These are, indeed, blessed consummations. He who looks for, finds, and enters the byways which I have indicated will come to this one without seeking it, for his whole life will be filled with happy endings. He who begins right and continues right does not need to desire and search For felicitous results. They are already at hand. They follow as consequences. They are the certainties, the realities of life. There are happy endings which belong solely to the material world, these are transient and they pass away. These are happy endings which belong to the spiritual world. These are eternal, and they do not pass away. Sweet are companionships, pleasures, and material comforts, but they change and fade away. Sweeter still are purity, wisdom, and the knowledge of truth, and these never change nor fade away. Wherever a man goes in this world, he can take his worldly possessions with him. But soon he must part company with them, And if he stands upon these alone, deriving all his happiness from them, he will come to a spiritual ending of great emptiness and want. But he who has attained to the possession of spiritual things can never be deprived of his source of happiness. He will never have to part company with it. And wherever he goes in the whole universe, he will carry his possession with him. His spiritual end will be the fullness of joy. Happy in the eternal happiness is he who has come to that life from which the thought of self is abolished already even now and in this life he has entered the kingdom of heaven nirvana paradise the new jerusalem the olympus of jupiter the valhalla of the gods He knows the final unity of life, the great reality of which these fleeting and changing names are but feeble utterances. He is at rest on the bosom of the infinite. Sweet is the rest and deep the bliss of him who has freed his heart from its lusts and hatreds and dark desires. And he who, without any shadow of bitterness or selfishness resting upon him, and looking out upon the world with boundless compassion and love, can breathe in his inmost heart, the blessing, peace unto all living things. Making no exceptions or distinctions, such a man has reached that happy ending which can never be taken away. For this is the perfection of life, the fullness of peace, the consummation of perfect blessedness. And that's the final chapter of Byways of Blessedness. We'll take a quick break while we ponder that chapter, Happy Endings.
1: I'm growing my flowers Growing my flowers In the city Don't pick my flowers Don't step on my flowers So pretty And you can't understand me My favorite eye candy It grows You can look but you can't touch It costs
0: So, welcome back to The Mystic Show. We want to thank Honor Finnegan for that uh, little piece of music. It's called Towers of Flowers. It's on her album, Human Heart. That's Honor Finnegan. Thanks, Honor. Hope you're feeling very well today. Uh, So... Our website is themysticshow.net, and when you go there, themysticshow.net, you'll see all the previous episodes we've done, as well as our phone number. Yes, you can call us, um, but we're going to get Mystic Maria on the phone, hopefully in about 10 minutes, and uh, I'm totally ready for Mystic Maria. (laughs) I love having Maria on the show. Um, and today, well, we're going to talk about, uh, what topic we're going to talk about, but let's just wrap up this byways of blessedness adventure we've been on. I mean, this book is, is probably a little smaller than an average size book. I actually have it printed out just like on paper here. So I don't know yet how many pages it is uh in terms of like a real you know like a bound book but it's a it just i you know it's hard to even talk about this book because it's so profound i mean there's 14 chapters and i'll just read through the chapters one by one real quick uh the first chapter was right beginnings and of course how else would i begin a new show called the mystic show other than reading from James Allen, his chapter, Right Beginnings. I mean, that's he talks about how important beginnings are and how overlooked they are. We don't give any thought to many of the small beginnings that we make in life, and everything has a beginning, and most everything has a small beginning. And when we start to acknowledge these beginnings and you know help help the beginnings and and put in the proper intention and the proper energy thought energy you know then comes the the famous uh the famous saying well begun is half done right if you begin something well it's it's pretty much going to go well i mean not always but usually So chapter two is small tasks and duties, right? We talked about how um, the little things we do in life are really the most important things. And that a man who just wants to do great things and he, you know, he just ignores the small tasks and duties... He's looking for greatness, but he'll never find it, because the greatness is in the small tasks and duties. Chapter three was transcending difficulties and perplexities, right? Of course, we're going to face difficulties and perplexities, and we have to transcend them. Chapter four was burden dropping, which is one of my favorites burden dropping chapter four because we can't become more divinized we can't become more light and subtle if we're carrying all our heavy baggage with us (laughs) i mean it's pretty it's pretty obvious it's pretty self-explanatory um and of course that includes all the mental baggage you know as well and emotional baggage obviously that's what we're talking about we're not talking about physical suitcases and backpacks Chapter 5, Hidden Sacrifices, and he talks about sacrifices. Obviously, you can make sacrifices in the material world, but what he's talking about are the hidden sacrifices that we each make in our own mind and heart, the changes we make and the, the small sacrifices we make inside ourselves, in our attitude, in our thinking, in our intention in our energy. Chapter six was sympathy. Chapter seven, forgiveness. Chapter eight, seeing no evil, right? That's a, that was a great one. There was that uh, conversation between two people in that, uh, in that chapter. Chapter nine was abiding joy. Chapter 10, silentness. And chapter 11 was solitude. And, there's, I mean, this is just amazing. And chapter 12 is standing alone. And, right, he was talking about how we each have to stand alone. We have to depend on ourselves, you know, the inside of ourselves, our higher self, because if we... If we lean on anything outside of ourselves, then if someone pulls that thing away, we're going to fall down, right? So we have to stand alone, which means we have to be self-sufficient in a spiritual way, not only in a physical way, material way. And chapter 13, understanding the simple laws of life, that's when he started to wrap things up and... Talk about some of these, the simple laws of life that we we don't even recognize and we just, we violate them quite often. (laughs) And then, of course, chapter 14, Happy Endings, we just read that. And what I liked most about that chapter was he basically said, um, maybe I should try to find it. What did you like best about that chapter, Happy Endings? Did you hear anything that struck you? Here we go. Uh, I love this. This is a great concept. He who begins right and continues right does not need to desire and search for felicitous results. So if we begin something properly, if we continue to do it properly... We're going to get the good result. We're going to get the happy ending in the end. So isn't that, I don't know, to me that's inspiring that even if you're on the right track and you're trying to do the right thing, but the results don't seem very good, we just have to make sure we keep doing the right thing and then the good result cannot be denied to us. So Byways of Blessedness by James Allen, like I said, I'm working on actually publishing this work um, through Goalability Classics, which uh, this will be volume one. So we're going to start the Goalability Classics uh, series. We're going to start that uh, on the right foot with the right beginning, right? Chapter one of volume one is going to be called Right Beginnings and uh and then we'll continue and you know in the future I'm not again rushing and pushing to do this tomorrow but uh definitely we want to publish more books more classics um in future volumes which would be really uh which would be really great because i mean there are you can buy some of these books but the presentation and the the way the way they're published is not always great. Um, cause I've even found typos and, and errors in some of these books. And, uh, in fact, just today in this chapter, I read one of the words I read here was wrong and I didn't know it was wrong. So I just circled it so I can fix it. See? So... <clears throat> Uh, let's, let's see. Let's, uh, I think we should give, uh, Maria a call and, but first let's just take a quick little break and, uh, then we'll get mystic Maria on the phone. So hope you're having a great morning. Hang on just a sec. thank you to Bjork for that little musical interlude Venus as a boy that's what that's called it's about 20 years old that song I remember when that album came out actually so I think we may have uh, Maria on the phone Maria are you there
2: yes hello Chris good morning how are you
0: hi Maria it's so great to have you on our show again mystic Maria are you are, are when you walk down the street now, Maria do people address you that way?
2: <laughs> yes absolutely it's, it's the paparazzi of it all.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, wow see what this show has done to you <laughs> Wow, so this is great. thanks for coming on again and and really uh last week we were talking about some of the uh the programs uh well, let me just introduce you first mystic maria your your name is maria montadakis you're a certified dale carnegie instructor and you're a in my book a modern day mystic and a spiritual aspirant and uh you're also a member of pause your life and uh you're you're also uh we met in toastmasters and uh i have to say you're one of the best public speakers i've ever seen and known and just from seeing you give speeches and talking to you it's helped even me so much so uh so thank you, and welcome to uh, The Mystic Show.
2: Oh, my goodness. Thank you so very much, Chris. And, of course, it's it goes two ways, right? So so I'm sure we're going to talk uh, about that today also.
0: Yeah, so we were talking about some of the different books we've read and that influenced us, and then we were talking about some of the programs we've attended. And, uh, and then you just happened to send me this little email and mentioned this word, uh, simplicity, and I was like, hmm... That sounds interesting. <laughs> I mean, simplicity—what a what a spiritual concept, right, Maria?
2: Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And it was a topic that we talked about in um, in Pause Your Life, and I had a little story. So, um, oh. if if you don't mind <laughs> me sharing it with with. Um, with the listeners, um, it's, it's kind of a fun story that taught me a lot about simplicity. Great. And, and also, Chris, some reflections after that, right? So,
1: okay, <laughs> great.
2: So um, the, the story that I shared was um, several years ago, I used to go on very, very long business trips. And uh, one of the business trips that I had taken was in China, and um, I had spent uh, several weeks in Shanghai, and then several weeks in Chengdao. And um, while I was in China, there was um, uh, a young girl, a young girl from the office, and she was assigned... To take me around so that I wouldn't get lost and I would always be back at my hotel. <laughs> and they really didn't even care about that. I would always be back at the meetings, right? right. <laughs> so w- she asked, What would you like to do? And I, and I said, Why don't we just walk around? And of course, um, as a result of walking around, especially in Shanghai, uh, we bumped into stores. And also, we bumped into markets, you know, where you go into this huge area and there's vendors and they sell things. And what I bumped into was, and what I realized, is how cheap everything was.
1: Mm.
2: So just as an example, the very first thing that um, that I realized is uh, you could buy things over there. That are very expensive here for very cheap. Mm-hmm. So, as, as an example, we bumped into this vendor that was selling shirts and women's beautiful, beautiful shirts, um, hand embroidered, you know, on the shirt. Very, very stunning, very beautiful. And as you know, anything that has hand work is extremely expensive here. Mm-hmm. And I asked how much it was, and they said $4.
1: <laughs> what
2: equated to $4. Right. So immediately I said, I'll take <laughs> $10. Right. Um, and of course, um, this, this young woman pulled me aside, and she said, No, no, no. $4, they're ripping you off. So she went back and she negotiated some more, and they brought it down to $2. <laughs> And then I said, I'll take 20. (laughs) (laughs) I just couldn't believe how cheap uh, all these shirts were. And um, the second stop I remember was a jewelry store. And I realized that in China, they actually sell 24 karat gold jewelry, pure gold. And the price of the jewelry, of the 24-karat jewelry, was equivalent to our 14 or even 10-karat gold jewelry here in the United States. Mm. So so you know how it goes, Chris. Mm. I was buying everything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. <laughs>
2: and this went on, you know, for quite a while, um, trying to figure out how I was going to bring everything back. And and one of the things that surprised me was with all this shopping and with all this buying, the young girl that was with me never bought anything. But even beyond that, never acted as though she wanted anything. So, you know, she never, her eyes never went wide open the way mine did about the shirts and the jewelry. She always remained consistent, like, "Oh well, you know, who cares It's things mm. um but I did remember that when I was in the jewelry store, I was buying gold pearl earrings for fifteen dollars, and I remember it was the only item where she said, "Oh wow, you know they're really nice." Mm. So decided to, to get an extra pair, and I think I probably had an extra pair. I didn't have to buy anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but I decided, why don't I give her, you know, a pair of the earrings? So when I met her at work, um, I just went up to her and I said, you know, you have been so kind to me. You've spent so much of your life you know, going around with me and I'm so grateful. I just want to give you a very, very small gift. This is nothing, right? $15, nothing. So I give her the box and, you know, she said, thank you so much. And she opened it and she saw the earrings and she looked at me very seriously and very determined and she said, I really can't accept them. So I said, "Oh, what do you mean you can't accept them? You know, you, you, you spend so much of your time with me. Of course, you're going to accept them." And she said, "I'm so sorry. I really can't." So I said, "Why can't you?" And she said, "Because I don't need them. And it's really bad for anyone to have things that they really don't need." Mm-hmm. So wow. I looked at her, and I said, do you really think I needed all the <laughs> things I bought? <laughs> and she said, I don't know, and it's okay. So, so Chris, um, when I came back, um, I, I was really a changed person. Um, that trip to China really, really totally changed me because everything was simple, right? Even um, the food was not you know, I had been in so many places in the world where the food was elaborate and you know especially when you go on business trips and someone else is paying, right? Mm. (laughs) Um, I had been through very very elaborate uh, situations but especially in Qingdao um, most of the time you know When you talked about food as an example, you talked about dinner. Um, When you asked, "Oh, you know, what are we eating tomorrow?", the answer was, "Whatever the fishermen catch."
1: Hmm.
2: So, you know, everything they ate was whatever the fishermen caught that day, with rice. So, um, wow. You know, if it was shellfish or if it was some kind of a Fish or um, something that, you know, we've never seen in the United
1: States.
2: (laughs) But that's what we ate the next day because that's what the fishermen caught. Um, So it was a very, very different life. And uh, when I came back, um, I don't think I went shopping for like over a month. I had gone back to eating, you know, rice and. Um, and drinking jasmine tea and um, everything about me has, has had changed um, but of course it didn't last right <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> it's hard you know i've <clears throat> from all my trips to india as well you know you come back a changed person and you really are changed forever but when you're Back in the United States, over time, you just sort of get swayed back to the the lifestyle here.
2: Right, right. And and I had given some thought to the whole idea of simplicity um, because one of the questions is, does that mean... um, non-abundance right Mm. because when when we talked about the basic universal laws you know whatever spiritual book you read whatever spiritual course you take it almost takes you back to some universal truths to some basic universal laws and you know and um those laws, you know, it always takes you back to love. It always takes you back to abundance. It always takes you back to joy, to oneness, to health, to eternity, right? So, um, and, and it was a beautiful book you were reading earlier. I was listening. Mm.
1: Um,
2: but but, but most everything brings you back to universal truths. You know, regardless of the world that we see, we know that in reality there is eternal love. There's so much love everywhere. Uh, There's so much abundance that we could bring into our lives. There's so much joy that we could bring into our lives. You know, the realization that we're not separate, we're all one, Um, abundant health you know and the whole concept of no we're not going to be here for the hundred years that our bodies get to stick around but we're eternal right so that whole idea of abundance you know we know is a universal truth so so some of the the thinking that i have been doing around simplicity is are we meant to not have anything right mm. and um, I, I was watching some shows you know about Warren Buffett who of course you know one of the richest fo- folks uh, in the United States right. and, and one of the things that you see is that his life is very simple you know he chooses to live in the home he bought you know uh, 30 years ago Uh, He chooses to drive a car that's not brand new and it's not, you know, doesn't sparkle from the dealership.
1: Mm.
2: And yet you do hear him, you know, um, having a lot of things because, of course, you know, he's very rich. So, So, Chris, I've been thinking about simplicity, purpose, and abundance. Meaning, could he achieve his purpose in life if he didn't have the things he has? And we know that he's a man of simplicity because, you know, he could be living in the most exorbitant mansion and have, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. anything he wants. So we know he chooses simplicity, but most likely if we went into his home, It would not be as simple as other spiritual beings right who Mm. meditate all day or um like you said it would not be as simple as the trip in india or perhaps the life that the young girl that that i met in china right and and then i was watching a show where where um bill gates you know talked about his life right now since his super early retirement, and
0: he retired already.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's still involved, but the, in, involved in his business. But the majority of his life is spent into um, how do I contribute back to the world? So you know, it seems that he and his wife found themse- themselves with all this money. And most of their thinking goes into, um, I'm blessed with this money, and the reason I have it, it's not my money, you know, it's the universe's money. And the reason that I'm holding it is because the universe believes that with this money, I could create miracles. So, so I don't know, Chris, if you're familiar with some of the things that his foundation does, but, you know, one of the things that he focuses on is how do I decrease uh, the number of children that die, you know, in, in poor countries throughout the world. So um, he almost has an R&D department that works on discovering things that, that creates um, an environment where we could transport things to third world countries. And again, it seems that his focus right now is how to extend uh, children's lives and not have them die from, you know, diseases that we have a cure for and that they should not be dying for. Mm. So one of the things that he was showing was how... Um, Certain um, shots that that children need um, need to be in certain temperatures and if they go below that temperature then they don't work and in most third, third world countries where there's no power you know it was very difficult uh, to, to keep this medicine at the right temperature so a lot of his um, inventions now are with you know, focused on, you know, this particular medicine, what what temperature does it need to stay at? And he discovers ways to transport it to transport it to the right place, to keep it at the right temperature so that it could be made available to children so that their lives could be extended. Mm, that's so, awesome. Right, right, right. Um and, and even if we look at Mother Teresa how much money went through her even though she didn't keep it you know and and how much money went through her in order for her to build the hospitals and to build the orphanages and and to help as many people as as she has so so something to ponder about you know i i think sometimes we so embrace simplicity that we begin thinking that money is bad if, if money comes to us just give it, a, you know, repel it right Right. but, but there's another aspect where um, we, sh- we should be looking to live as simple a life as possible but without forgetting our purpose without forgetting our abilities and our talents and our skills and to always be thinking how could I contribute back to this world and what do I need and to make sure that we allow those things to enter our life so we could contribute to the world as much as we can
0: Mm -hmm. That's a great message Maria and I really like this idea that you know Abundance is not against Simplicity type thing You know Like you said We don't have to be Poor and homeless To be spiritual You know It's just the, Those two things don't Even have anything to do With each other almost
2: Right, right Exactly um, If we don't feel Abundant We almost Can contribute Right Because if you feel deep inside that you're lacking you you know you have a tendency to collect you don't want to give it away mm-hmm. right you, you want to hold on to it so so part of of the whole idea is how do I make myself see the abundance in the universe and understand that there is no lack um and and it was funny um I was talking to one of my um, uh, friends the other day, and he was talking about how he's obsessed with things, you know, and how uh, he wants that fast car and he wants the expensive home. And and I said to him, are those things going to make you feel abundant? Or are you in a place where, regardless of how many things you get, You will always feel more and more and more and more, you know. Um, One of the courses that I had gone to, you know, asked the question, you know, how do you feed a hungry ghost? Uh, Suggesting that every person acts like a hungry ghost, where regardless of how much you feed it, it's always hungry, right? Mm, Right. (laughs) So so I was asking, you know, um, are you feeding the hungry ghost? Or will those things make you feel abundant and fulfilled and therefore will, will allow you to give back to the world? And if you need that fast car it, as a reminder to tell you, I can have anything and I already have everything, then go ahead and buy it. And then go ahead and contribute to your purpose as much as you can, right? Mm. So, so Chris um, I'm, I'm, I'm coming from so many perspectives on simplicity mm-hmm. and and again simplicity extremely important that we don't complicate our lives with things and the lesson learned from China was everything I buy I not only have to manage but also manages me right yeah. Um, Especially when it starts piling up somewhere, <laughs> yeah, and you need to get rid of it if you're not using it, right? So,
0: I was just when I went home last night. I just told my wife that I, I I told her I think I'm getting a little too busy. I like I think I'm getting my hands into too many things at the studio because now it's it's becoming a little difficult to keep up with everything. So, again, this idea of simplicity that i'm gonna need to stop a few of my activities and in a way that's sort of natural though right maria that in life we try to do a lot of things because that's a learning process doing a lot of things but then at some point it gets to be too much and then it's a learning process to scale it back right that expansion and contraction is that's a normal process right
2: I, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Chris, especially when we realize what our purpose is, you know, and and I think some people just know it from the minute they're born, right? right. Um, I I always tell my son he's so blessed because he loves to sing and, you know, right now he's making the movie he's making. But there is no doubt in my mind and there's no doubt in his mind that he's here to cre- to to create songs and to create movies, and you know, th- he knows his path, right? right? But there are a lot of us that that say, "What is my purpose? what Why am I here?" And um, one of the, one of the the ways that you know is what makes you thrilled. <laughs> Right. <laughs> about doing it, and and most likely if you look at um, the, the skill set that you have in doing that thing, um, you were born with it because that's your purpose, right? Mm. So the minute that you realize it hits you, oh my gosh, I am here to do this, you start Jumping into everything, right?
1: Yeah. And
2: all of a sudden, it gets complicated, and all of a sudden, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, thank, thanks. Thankfully, I'm still having fun with everything I'm doing.
2: Awesome. Yeah, then, yeah. then, then keep on going, Chris. <laughs> but, again, <laughs> but again, you know, stay very focused at at which point does it become draining? and at which point does it become overwhelming um because because that's when you have to say i need to scale back because you know instead of accomplishing a thousand things maybe i'm, I'm meant to accomplish this one thing that's going to touch most people
0: right right
2: so um
0: it's almost like right like uh having a household, you know, you accumulate a lot of things and then every so often you got to clean the house and get rid of things and it that's just a it's a process and it's really good to like you said come back to purpose and um, a lot of people uh, we're kind of we're kind of in the last stretch here Marie we got a couple minutes um right finding their purpose is so like I love how you um, show how important your purpose is to living simplicity right those two things are so key to be to be thought about together
2: um absolutely absolutely there are several pieces to it right chris Mm -hmm. and i think we touched on those things and there is your spirituality there's your purpose and then you know there is the what you do right what you do with it within spirituality it's almost spirituality is almost the the battery that keeps, keeps us going right mm. if you don't continually take care of your physical self your spiritual self your emotional self that means the battery runs out mm. and then you can't contribute to your purpose right so um Sometimes we think, oh, meditation, you know, I don't have time for that. You know, well, why should I just sit there and try to think about nothing, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And, And it's almost the most important thing. Yeah. Without it, your battery runs out. It's, it's just like deciding we're not going to take care of our bodies. I'm just not going to eat anymore. It's a waste <laughs> of time. It takes five minutes, and I just don't have it, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, um, but everything, we always have to remember we're here to fulfill our purpose, and we need to love ourselves and make ourselves well enough spiritually, emotionally, physically, in order to contribute towards that.
0: Yeah, and that story you told about your trip to China and the, the, the young girl, and, you know, it, 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 I think uh, it's good for everyone to become a little more aware of what you have, what you're buying, and, and do you really need it, um, right? Just that little mental exercise uh, brings a lot of awareness, I think.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Somebody told me, look in your closet. Whatever you haven't used in six months, doesn't belong to you (laughs) give it give it away right Mm. um get rid of it Mm. um if you used it in the last six months you know most likely you will use it you know again or not but whatever you haven't used in six months get rid of it because like i said chris it's not just the having it it's managing you it's taking up your space and um the more space that's taken up in our home the more we can't breathe, right? It's just like right. the water in the boat, you know, rising. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like, you know, not only physical clutter, but it, it really is mental clutter as well. Yeah.
2: yeah. So
0: Absolutely. this is great. Maria, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
2: Thank you so much, Chris, for having me.
0: This has it's, been great. It's
2: a true privilege. Thank you.
0: Yeah, th- and thanks for, you know, what you had to say about simplicity was really great. I'm going to uh, summarize this in the post and uh, and hopefully folks can I- I'm sure they got a lot from this This is really, really good stuff, Maria Thanks for sharing that
2: Thank you, Chris
0: So, alright, Maria, we'll say goodbye And I'll close out the show We'll hopefully uh, see you next week, Maria
2: Looking forward to it, Chris yeah. Thank you very, very much
0: Alright, have a great day, Maria
2: You too, thank you Okay
0: Bye now Bye And there you have it Mystic Maria Coming to the Mystic Show again I mean what Unbelievable I want to go listen back to this episode Like two more times And take more notes I was sitting here taking notes Really good stuff Really just simple and true And and that's why Mystic Maria is A blessed individual For sure So thank you for listening Go to our website TheMysticShow.net All our information is there Connect with us on social media and, um, and look at past episodes. So as you move through your day, please keep this good high vibration. Smile at people. Share these good thoughts maybe with someone who might want to hear them. Tell them that you heard Mystic Maria this morning. And as always, keep shining.